Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Aloha, this is Jude, and today we're going to be talking about manifesting. Manifesting is a superpower that we have that allows us to call in our wildest dreams and desires into our reality. This could be material things as simple as a type of food that we're craving to bigger things like a car or a house. It can also be situations and opportunities or ideal characteristics in people that we want to manifest into our reality. What we can manifest is essentially limitless. Anything that we can experience in our physical reality is on the table for manifestation. Patty and I praise each other on being good manifestors. I think Patty's an amazing manifester. She thinks I'm a great manifester. It'll be interesting to see what her process is and how she's able to call things in for herself compared to how I do. Perhaps it's similar, perhaps it's different. Patty, what would you like to say about manifesting? Hi, Jude. I really like this topic. This is a super fun topic, although it can be a little bit tricky. Manifesting is all about the power of our positive thought, which helps us bring our dreams into fruition. It's working with the law of attraction. Manifesting is when we energetically attract what it is we desire. Everything is energy and our thoughts are energy and whatever we think we manifest, we're always manifesting. Each thought communicates with our energy and our energy manifests into reality. So we can think positive thoughts about what we desire and bring that to fruition or we can think negative thoughts and because we are working with the law of attraction, we can attract negative things happening. If we have a specific dream and in our deepest hearts, we feel that it's unattainable, what we're doing is we're manifesting that dream being unattainable. So this can be a little bit tricky. And when we work with manifesting, we really start to recognize all the blocks that we have. If we feel worthy of what it is we're asking for and what we're trying to attract and we have to really be open to receiving it. We have to get rid of anything that blocks our way and be open to receiving what it is that we would like to manifest. So starting off, I think I'd like to talk about my first major manifestation where I really put some effort into manifesting because what we're doing is we are consciously manifesting something. We are putting energy into setting an intention when we're doing spiritual manifestation. So my story, and I know you have some really great stories to share as well. But my story is that I was taking a class on manifestation and I kind of raised my hand and said, well, you know, isn't it bad to want things? Shouldn't you be happy with what you have? Isn't it greedy to ask for things? Isn't that a bad practice? And my teacher was trying to explain things and I kept kind of interrupting with that. And she got a little annoyed and said, listen, just use the tools, manifest until the next class in a couple weeks and let's see what happens. So as I was driving away, I was being a little bit of a butt here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to manifest a black Porsche 911. And I would like it to be around the year that I graduated in high school. I dated a guy that drove one and I really liked that body style. 
And I started doing the tools with that. And I started manifesting the fact that there were no room for car seats, baby seats in the back. At the time, I was driving a minivan full of food and diapers and baby seats. I also bought a pair of sunglasses and thought, well, I'm going to be driving around in these sunglasses in my Porsche and my girlfriends and I are going to go out on girls' night out. And I really did the tools, but I was being a little snarky because there are, just are not a lot of Porsches driving around where I live. I live in Humboldt County. Everybody drives Subarus or Priuses or trucks, and you don't see very many Porsches here. So to even be manifesting that was a little unattainable, you might say. But I continued doing this, and I was going to my son's Little League game. I pulled up in the parking lot in my minivan, and parked right next to me was a little black Porsche 911, and it was about the year that I was manifesting. And I just had a good giggle and laughed to myself, and I got my babies all out of the car. And as I walked around the car, I noticed that there was a for sale sign in the window. And so I jotted down the number. And I'd been talking to my brother about this process, and I called him that night and told him about it. And he said, oh, Patty, you have to call and go take it for a test drive. I don't have that much money. And he said, but you can't do this and have it fall in your lap and not at least play with it a little bit. So the next day, I called the guy, and I went out, and I drove the car and fell madly in love with it. And through borrowing a little bit of money from my brother and draining my own savings account, I ended up buying the Porsche. I showed up at class two weeks later, and my teacher kind of looked at me a little disgusted and said, well, and I said, well, you can look out the window. I, I manifested a black Porsche 911. And so I was pretty proud of myself, and that changed my whole opinion on manifesting. And since then, I manifest constantly for every little thing. And it's a super fun process, and in doing it, you learn a lot about yourself. And Jude, I know you have some amazing stories, and I can't wait for you to share them. So I'm going to hand this over to you. So interestingly enough, my first conscious knowing that I had manifested something also had to do with a car, but I didn't purposely do it. I accidentally did it. And how that happened was when I was in high school, my mother had a flower business and I used to deliver the flowers. And she had this dark blue van with the wood chuck running down the side, the wood panel. And she had all the seats out in order to accommodate the flowers. And I had dreams of hitting the road and traveling around, following my favorite bands um, for the summer. And I used to daydream about how cool would it be if I could escape with my mother's car and caravan around with a bunch of friends and put a bunch of blankets and pillows out and sleep in the car while I travel around the country. And I used to daydream this all the time. But I also knew there was no way that my mother was going to let me take the van. And I just knew that wasn't a possibility, but I used to daydream about how fun that would be. And I probably did this for a solid two years. After I graduated high school, I decided to embark out on this journey and go see some concerts. Because I was brave and wild, I thought, well, I'll just hitchhike. Uh, I'll just get to the show and find somebody going to the next show at the show, and that's how I'll get around. So I get to this one concert, and I meet this woman, and we hit it off right away, and we are hanging out for the entire weekend. It was a two-day concert. By the end of two days, we had totally fallen in love with each other as friends. And she was like, why don't you travel on the rest of tour with me? And I was like, sure. I was elated. I was just not having to worry about another ride to the next show. And she walks me through the parking lot to her van. And sure enough, it is the same exact van as my mother's, the blue one with the wood panel down the side, all the seats taken out 
full of stickers and tie-dye and blankets and pillows and the whole deal. And I got in the car and I was thinking, this is crazy. I literally daydreamed about this for years. And here I am actually doing it now in the exact same van. I didn't know what manifestation was at that point in time. I just thought this was a really crazy coincidence. And from that point on, the understanding and the knowing of manifestation opened up to me very quickly. I think it was the very next day we were hanging out before the concert. I remember my throat getting super dry and I was thinking, oh, I'm so thirsty. And then somebody walks up to me and says, they accidentally gave me two bottles of water are you thirsty? Do you want one? And he hands me the bottle of water. I'm like, thank you. And I'm thinking, wow, that was so weird. I was just thinking how thirsty I was. And that guy had the bottle of water. And at the time I had smoked cigarettes. And I remember thinking, oh, I wish I had a cigarette. And a cigarette fell in my lap. And I don't know where it came from, but it was the second I thought I wanted one, there it was sitting in my lap. And I picked it up and I'm looking around, where did this come from? I'm asking my friends, did you just drop this in my lap? One of the guys that was standing there said, no, you manifested it. And that was the very first time I heard the word manifestation. And I looked at him, I was like, what, manifested? And he's like, you thought it, you wanted it, and so it appeared. He's laughing at me because he sees how dumbfounded I am. And this is when it all started clicking. Like, wow, this is manifesting. It's desiring something and then seeing it come into reality. Although at that time in the beginning, I didn't understand all the tricks and all of the energy that you put behind manifesting that makes things show up. And since that point in time, that was right after high school, I learned about manifesting in a positive way and manifesting in a negative way. And here I am now, 20 years later, sharing with you all, all the things that I've learned here in this podcast. So Patty, I have a question for you. What is your actual method? What are some steps that you take in order to manifest something that you really desire? Well, there's a general way of doing it, but I think it depends on what it is you're manifesting. And sometimes we have to go about things a little bit differently depending on what it is we're looking for. Usually how I see it is knowing what it is that I want and feeling and behaving as if that dream is already on its way or has already arrived. I'm a very visual person, so I go into this visual place where I see and touch and smell what it is that I'm asking for, and I allow myself to be in the moment with that dream as if I'm jumping ahead in time and I'm actually in that space. I allow myself to fully feel the energy of succeeding with what it was I was trying to accomplish or bringing in what it was I was asking for. And for me, it's as if I jump ahead, feel as if I'm there, fantasize about it, and that's almost like I'm going out, hooking it, and reeling it in. The tricky thing is sometimes I think it works really well to manifest something super specifically and getting down to each detail. And then there are also times when it's important that you back up and manifest a little more generally. If you have something that you really desire, but you have a block against it, you're going to stop that process. And sometimes if we're being real specific, it can bring up those blocks where if we were able to back up and reward it, or recalculate it a little bit more generally, those blocks don't come into place. 
So an example would be something that happened to me was that I'm a painter and I had done a lot of local shows and I had an art opening at a gallery in San Francisco, which was just loads of fun and magnificent. And I got home and I started thinking, oh, I'm going to manifest a show in New York City in Manhattan. And I started thinking about what it would be like. And then all these negative thoughts started coming into my mind. At that time, I had small kids. You know, who are going to take care of my kids? What am I going to wear? I don't know what people wear in New York. I can't go to New York in Birkenstocks. I'm going to make a fool of myself. So what happened was, as soon as I started trying to fantasize this, all these silly little blocks started coming and getting in the way. In that case, that's where you would back up and say, I'm manifesting my next show, and it's going to bring in abundance, and it's going to be magical, and I'm going to have such a great time, and it's going to inspire me to do bigger, more colorful pieces of work. So there are times when it's good to be really specific, and there are times when you need to pull back. Would you agree with that, Jude? Is that something that resonates with you? Yeah, I think it's really about technique too. And sometimes it's fun to be a little bit more general. For example, for me, when I'm decorating a space and I see a blank spot on the wall and I'm thinking, you know, something about yay big, yay high in this kind of color would be really amazing. But I don't have a very specific, detailed visual of what that will be. And there's no way to guarantee that there's something like that that exists. The energy I put towards manifesting is this almost absolute knowing, this total trust and confidence that it will show up, whatever that thing is. And sure enough, you know, I'll always keep my eyes peeled. It'll always be on my mind. I'm not rushing for it. I'm not feeling impatient about it, yet there's a little bit of excitement around that magic moment when I do find that said thing that is amazing and perfect for that specific area. And then there it'll be. I'll find this thing and it'll be so exciting. This is better than I could have even ever imagined. This is more fitting. You find it in this amazing way that it's almost gifted to you. And so I kind of like those generalized manifesting techniques. I also like very specific because I am a visual person as well and an artist. I do it just like how you said about visualizing. I call it daydreaming, just kind of fantasizing about an ideal thing, situation, opportunity, whatever that may be. And I fantasize about it as though it has already happened and I'm already experiencing it. So that is one way to do it too. I also found that I like to do is to express gratitude for things that have not yet come into being as though I've already had them. So not only am I feeling it, experiencing it, visualizing it, I'm also thanking the universe for providing it for me. Thank you so much for this three-bedroom house. You know, when I'm living in a two-bedroom moldy house in an area I don't want to be in, thank you so much for this beautiful three-bedroom house, private, close to the ocean and express that genuine and sincere gratitude as though it's already mine. And then I see things manifest even quicker when I add that to it. That's great, Jude. I totally agree on the gratitude piece. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, gratitude is to me a very high vibrational frequency and gratitude is not tangible, but it's an energy. And to me, gratitude is something we pull from these higher dimensions and through the heart, we anchor it into our lower chakras, which are about our physical reality and our abundance and the things that please us and make us happy and feeling really content in our reality. And so I see gratitude as this really high vibrational energy that can come in and help call in more things to be grateful for. So gratitude is a really wonderful tool for manifestation. 
And in terms of the fears and the blocks, yes, absolutely. I've completely manifested those things. I know this sounds really strange, but I used to have a phobia of caterpillars when I was younger, which is a much deeper psychological story going on there. But the caterpillars, I would fear them. And I cannot tell you how many times I would look down and there would be a caterpillar crawling up my leg or hundreds of caterpillars on a tree that I was sitting under. And I was so locked in that state of fear, always afraid that there was going to be a creepy crawly bug or something around me. I would constantly be looking for them and I would see them all the time. And now once I conquered that fear, I stopped manifesting. I don't even remember the last time I saw a caterpillar, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's trippy. I had a friend that was afraid of birds of all things. And she and I would be going out to brunch and she would say something like, I hope there are no birds there. And I would be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? There's no birds in a restaurant. And we would go to the restaurant and there would be a loose bird flying around and she would be like on her knees crawling out. It was crazy how often she manifested birds in unlikely places due to her fear about that and stating that she did not want to see them. I've seen that so many times with so many people people who are really paranoid and in fear and I'll hang out with them and I'm like, this never happens to me in my reality. Why the one thing you're fearing is the one thing that always ends up showing up. It's really far out. (laughs) Thoughts manifest into reality. And so we really have to pay attention to them. Yeah. I'd like to hit on some of the points you made earlier. One of them being, do you feel worthy to receive One of the things that I encounter with some of my clients is when it comes to manifesting an ideal partner. And I think that there's a lot of people who have this idea of what that perfect partner is, whatever that is, good job, nice, funny, so on and so forth. And they have this list of what they want this person to be. And I feel like the universe will test you to see if you actually believe you deserve this beautiful thing. For example, a woman who wants the perfect man encounter a man and immediately she's like, he's not filling a lot of the list that I have created, but I'll settle for this now, even though it's not perfect. So even though you're trying to say that you want something greater, but you're willing to settle for something less is definitely putting out a signal to the universe that you don't believe that you deserve as amazing as you're desiring. And that can be a big block with manifesting what you want. Yes, I totally agree. And another thing that comes up to make it just a little more complicated is that sometimes the universe has a better idea of what's good for us than we do. There are times that we're taken on a detour or something doesn't come in as quickly as we would like, or something might come in a little bit differently. You might be like, well, I got that new job, but this isn't what I asked for. But then you might find out that you love this job and it's more than you could even imagine. So Yes, I totally agree with you. And I think that sometimes we have to be a little bit patient and allow the universe to take over. And as far as the worth goes, I 100% am there with you on that. And I see manifesting as generally coming from the third chakra from the solar plexus. And we can manifest from all of our chakras, but for me, that's the place that it really shows up. And our third chakra is all about our self-value, a sense of self, a sense of independence, a sense of belonging, where we are, trusting who we are, and that's where our self-esteem and our self-worth lives. And if we don't have a healthy third chakra, it can make it difficult to manifest. 
So I always activate my third chakra. I stick a sunstone or a yellow citrine in my belly button or lay it on my solar plexus. I use essential oils of vetiver. And so I go through this ritual of using all of my tools to help me activate my third chakra and set this manifestation into place. Do you use any tools, Jude? I do use the solar plexus as well. Visually for me, the solar plexus sort of looks like a flashlight and I explain it to people like it's like this light that extends out and shines on all the things that you're wanting to create in your reality. And if that light is strong and open, that is all of the energy and the motivation and the inspiration that drives you to go towards those goals and manifest the things that you want. So for me, when I know that I'm really aiming towards something, I will also drop into that solar plexus and expand that light out and visualize this light like a flashlight shining and illuminating all the things that I'm calling in. I love that idea. Yeah. Another tool that I have played around with, I don't do it a lot, but I have done it and have had pretty astounding results is a vision board. I got invited to a vision board party and all these women had got together and there's a pile of magazines and it was fun. It was crafty. And so I'm cutting out all these pictures in the magazine of something that I would like to create. And I tucked it away afterwards. And I think it was like a year later and I had pulled it out and realized that this vision that I had put on this vision board at the time, even though I wasn't looking at it every day, actually is what ended up happening. So after that, I was like, whoa, there's something to this vision board. So one night I couldn't sleep. So I made this vision board and I was like, I really want a teepee on a land out in the mountain. And so I was like cutting and pasting this teepee around this fire and the stars were out. The next day I go to work and I was bartending at the time. Somebody had come in and they start talking about this teepee that they had bought 10 years earlier, never pulled it out of the box, still sitting there. And I'm looking at them like, well, what do you want for that teepee? And he was like, you can have it. And this was literally not even 12 hours from that night before I had put the teepee on this vision board and fell asleep, not really thinking it was going to manifest so quickly, but yet it did. And so every once in a while, if it's not a vision board with pictures, I'll be one of those bucket list type people, make lists of things, the type of car I might want, the type of house I might want. And I'll tuck these away in my journals and we'll look back at them, find them a year or two later when I'm cleaning up and I'll open it up and I'll look and be like, wow, I manifested like 75% of that list without even meaning to. So that's another tool is writing it down, pictures, vision boards, however you want to do it. I think those things help too. Yeah, that's great. I like to manifest little surprise drops of cash. And it's super fun. I just did it last week and I hadn't done it in a while. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to manifest a little drop of cash. And then in the mail, I get this thing from some survey and I open it up and there's a $10 bill in there thanking me for doing the survey. And so that was just $10, but it was still wonderful to get. And I have had times when I've had anywhere from like $500 to $1,000 show up in my checking account. And it used to be when it first showed up, I would trace it like, well, where the hell did this come from? And I would go back through my checkbook and look at everything. And the first time it was a deposit that I forgot to write into my checkbook. But then I started thinking, well, then how did I pay my bills? And I started going on this paper trail trying to figure out where exactly this $500 came from. And I don't do that anymore. I just trust that it's coming from source and I sit with gratitude and I go spend the money. 
A lot of us are really good at manifesting just enough. And that is when you get a Christmas bonus or something and you have that extra six or $700 tucked away and then your car breaks down and the bill is $675. That happens to so many people and so often. And so many of us were raised being taught that wanting money was greedy and it was negative and that's not something you ask for or desire. Money is energy. That's all it is. It's an exchange of energy. And if you can change your relationship with money, then you can manifest that. And it's seeing money that it's input and output. If you put something out, you are certainly able to manifest something coming in. And then you can just manifest a little bit extra of that energy coming in. Or you can manifest enough money that you can take your friends out to lunch and you can donate money to a good cause and you can put a wonderful strong roof over your children's heads and have a beautiful home for them to live in. There are ways to manifest money that can be super positive. You can manifest money in greedy ways to be seen, to be looked up to, to have control over other people. You can manifest out of ego or you can manifest from your heart. And it's really important where that energy comes from and that will dictate how it manifests. I think a lot of time people only manifest just enough is because they're so afraid of not having enough that they just hope to have enough actually, I have the same issue is reaching further than just enough. I just need to get through the month. I just need to get these bills paid. I just need to have my rent money. And you manifest exactly that. Your bills paid and the rent money and nothing extra. Now I got my husband on it too. And I swear it worked for us as we started saying, there's money coming in faster than we can spend it. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice, nice. When I first started doing readings, I couldn't even touch the money. If somebody were paying me, I'd have them go put the money on the table. And then I got this little wooden hand. I asked them to put it in the hand. It was so hard for me to even take money from them. So I slowly started taking it from them and thanking them and allowing myself to receive and I should be embarrassed to even admit this out loud, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. When I get money now, I actually take it and look at it and say, thank you. I love money. When I used to start saying that, it felt so absurd and so embarrassing, but I love having money. Money is a fun thing to play with. I love buying things for people and doing fun things, and it's okay to love the energy of money because it's coming from a good place. And when manifesting positive things into your life, positive energy, it should be a joyful process. It should not be fearful or you shouldn't feel any shame or guilt around it because those are all the things, all those lower vibrational energies are going to be a total block or slow the process way down. So I'll add a little something about relationships, Jude, as you were talking about earlier. A lot of times we will see our relationship as not working, and that's the energy we put into it. We tell our friends things are not working. My partner is bugging the crap out of me. We think, I don't know if my partner can ever be what I need. I don't know if we're ever going to move beyond this. I don't know if I'm ever going to be happy. And what we're doing is we are manifesting things not working well. And this is some place where you can, again, be really specific. You can call in your partner's higher self and have a conversation with them and explain to them what it is that you need. And when you do that, you don't have any of their defenses coming out and you can just release what it is you need to say. Or you can also be really general and say, I'm manifesting the perfect relationship and I'm inviting this person to be that one if it's meant to be. 
it's important that when you're complaining or when you're having difficult with your relationship that you own what it is that you're energetically putting into it. Yes, I do agree. You need to be accountable for the energy you're putting into the relationship. In relationships to me, if you believe you deserve it, then the universe will serve it. And that goes both on the positive end and the negative end, especially in relationships. If you're willing to put up with it, if you want to sit there and complain, yet you stay, you're just telling the universe that I'm okay with this toxic relationship or all these things are making me unhappy. So a lot of manifesting is really self-love and self-worth and being strong and not falling into settling for less. I think manifesting is sort of an act of self-love really in all areas. It's not just with relationships. It's about saying I'm worthy of having these things and believing it. Yes, it's self-fulfilling prophecy and what you're putting out is what you're going to get in return. So there's a couple things I wanted to mention. In case you haven't noticed, both Jude and I are extremely visual beings. And we talk about our visions a lot and visualizing things. And so I wanted to say that for those of you that don't get information that way, trust in your gut. What you want to do here is you want to manifest a feeling. You want to go into how it feels in your body to have manifested your dreams, what it smells like, what it tastes like, the sense of joy, the sense of relief. You want to go into the emotional aspects as well as the visuals. You really want to tap into that sensory place to really utilize all your senses or as many of them as you possibly can when you're manifesting. And I also wanted to give a little plug for a little book that I read, and it's called E Squared, like the mathematical E with a little two next to it, E Squared, and the author is Pam Grout, G-R-O-U-T. And it's a small book, but it's all about manifesting. And what's brilliant about it is you start out by manifesting, seeing a certain color car. Like on my drive to work, I'm going to ask to see sunset gold cars. And you start counting how many of these cars you see. And then you ask to find some coins on the street. And then you ask for a free cup of coffee or like Jude's free bottle of water. And what happens is you start out with things that most likely you don't have a block against. Most of us don't have a block against finding some coins on the street or getting a free cup of coffee. And she also has a lot of statistics kind of woven in that are super interesting. So you start off with these things that most of us won't have a block towards, and you work up towards things like losing weight or manifesting abundance in the form of money, things that we may have been raised with ideas about that are blocking us. And it helps you learn to trust the process and have fun with it, which helps open up manifesting things that generally may be difficult. So if manifesting is new to you, or if this is something that you want to try doing a little bit differently, I would suggest getting that book. I love that. Start small, get comfortable, work your way up. So I'd like to share a story about how I manifested something in total and direct detail, and that's my dogs. I was living on the Big Island a few years ago, and I was feeling like I was ready to adopt a dog. And I had a kind of idea of what that would look like. I knew it had to be a black-haired, short-haired dog, and that's about as far as I went with that. And one day I was shopping, and this man had a dog in his cart that looked like a little Anubis dog skinny, the pointy ears, the long legs. And I fell in love immediately. The second I saw it, I had never seen a dog like that in my life. And I was like, oh my goodness, what kind of dog is that? 
I was just gushing about it. It was so beautiful. And he says, well, it's a miniature greyhound. And I had no idea a breed like that even existed. So of course, when I got home, I started Googling miniature greyhounds. And of course, these dogs are thousands. I think it was over $3,000 or more to buy a dog if you were lucky enough to find a breeder. And there was no way that I was going to spend $3,000 to adopt a dog. But in my mind, I thought, you know what, if that dog is here on this island, then maybe there's a chance that I'll find a dog that looks similar to a dog that is mixed and sort of has that look. So what I started doing was going to the Humane Society. And I would go every other week and I'd bring my daughters with me. And it became kind of this family event. We would go hang out with the dogs and the cats. And touching on the believing you'll deserve it and not settling for less, it was very tempting to adopt another dog. And for six months, every other time I went there, there was a real cute puppy, but it had white hair or it was too big or shed too much or all of these things that I was not looking for in a dog. And as much as I love them and as sweet as they are, I stood firm and said, I'm waiting to manifest this black Anubis dog. And it was a full moon six months after I saw that dog. And I go in there with my daughters and there she is, this black Anubis dog. I think that she had just been dropped off a few hours before we got there. So I was able to adopt her. And on the piece of paper, when it said the breed, it said miniature greyhound. As far as I can tell, she's a purebred. She doesn't look a speck different or mixed down in any way, so much so to the point that sometimes I wonder if it was the dog that was in the cart that maybe ran away and found its way to me. That's so cool. (laughs) And then on top of it, another few months later, I thought she seems really lonely and sad and I'd be willing to adopt another dog, but it would have to be a really small dog. And it definitely had to have black hair, short hair, because I wear a lot of black I lived in a very, very tiny place and I couldn't have a big dog. So I went online and I started looking through all the local outlets and I said to myself, you know, if there's a little black chihuahua, I am going to adopt it. And I looked and I looked and I didn't find anything. And a few hours later, I took my daughters out to dinner at the local restaurant. And next thing I know, this 12-year-old girl walks by with a box and she says, free puppy. And I look in the box and about the size of my palm, there's a black little chihuahua. And I did not hesitate for a second. Let me tell you, I scooped that puppy up. And just because I literally said it hours before, took this puppy home and adopted it and named her Raja. And so now Kanika and Raja are my best two little buddies and I love them so much. And that is a clear and direct detailed manifestation that I pulled off. And every day they're a reminder that I do have this ability and it gives me hope and motivation that I will be able to manifest bigger and greater things in my life. I think I hear them in the background. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Those are my dogs. Those are the neighbor's dogs. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's such a great story. Jude and I kind of check in with each other and share our stories and the interesting phenomena that came up and all of our manifestations. And it's super fun. My stories with one I have two sons and they are five years apart. And my husband and I had decided that we were done having children, that we were happy with where we were and that we were going to move on. And then I boldly said out loud shortly after that conversation that I was just afraid that my one regret in life would be to not have a daughter. 
And sure enough, against all odds, as far as birth control goes, you know, I might have been the 0.2% in there. I ended up being pregnant. And I knew immediately that it was a girl because I had said that. And this is one of those places where the universe listens and takes care of things because my daughter is just a gem and means so much to me. And I can't imagine this life without her. So manifesting is a super magical process. And once we start focusing in, it's definitely going to put right in our face all of our self-limiting beliefs, all of our blocks, all of our self-worth. So one of the things that I offer in my practice is helping to remove the blockages that are keeping us from creating our highest reality. So if you're interested in having some assistance with recognizing those blocks and moving them out of the way, you can check out my website. It's www.alignandshinekawaii.com. It's a psychic evaluation of your energy and then energy work that helps remove those blocks. And if you're on the island of Kauai, it will come with a beautiful sound healing and aromatherapy and color therapy. And I use all these wonderful tools and intonations to help move stagnant energy. And Patty, you have some amazing offerings over there in Humboldt. What do you have going on? I have been lucky enough to have several readings with Jude and the sound healing at the end is just such a blessing. It's amazing. She does a sound healing like you've never had before. Thanks, Patty. You're welcome, Jude. I am located in Humboldt County in Arcata, and I do readings in person, and I also do readings by telephone or by Zoom video. I also teach classes, and I actually do have a workshop coming up in, I believe, January, which is in person, that will be on the topic of manifestation. So I'm looking forward to that. And I also wanted to let you know about a new program that I started just a little over a year ago, which is called Oracle. And you can find the information on that on my website, which is wingandether.com or pdavispsychic.com. And Oracle is a subscription where I meditate on behalf of our group and I pass on the themes and energies of what's coming up in the upcoming week through video every Sunday night. And it's a short video, 10 to 15 minutes, but it gives us an insight on what's going to be coming up. Spirit passes on tools and information to help us navigate the energies of the upcoming week. And it's a wonderful way to check in and be prepared for what's coming in the future. So if that's something you're interested in, please check that out. Thank you all for joining us in this episode. We really enjoy talking to all of you and hearing your feedback and brings us a lot of joy to do this together. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Patty and I are really enjoying these conversations. We're learning a lot from each other. We're learning a lot through the feedback that we've been getting from our listeners. I would like to put out there that Patty and I have not yet chosen the next couple topics. So if some of you want to make some suggestions to us on things that you're curious about that we might be able to dive into, the panel is open. Or you could ask a question on our Instagram page which is Spirit Speakers. So happy manifesting, everybody. Until next time, aloha. Goodbye. <laughs>